presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast Playoff Edition. The playoffs are here. Wow, that season went by fast. Will Brinson, Jason Lockenfora on the phone. We are both battling no school for kids because oh. there's all Prisco on the ground. For people that don't know, that is two inches of snow. <laughs> two inches of anything. Um, uh, yeah, it's... It's dude, I can't believe it. I, I thought two hours. I'm usually pretty good at calling this stuff. I had a debate with Rocco last night. He was feeling two hours late. I, I was like, nah. I saw the forecast. I'm like, even for these chumps up here, you're going to school, buddy. You better be ready. And boy, we were both wrong. No, no school at all. So hip, hip, hooray! Big. Uh, they, they've only been back to school for two days after Christmas break, and then here we go. Another it's- day in my house, stuck with these people. But what are you gonna do? It's pretty amazing. Like we, I was having this debate with a couple of my friends um, last night, but like, you know, seventeen-year-old me, if I if he found out that thirty-six-year-old me was complaining about a snow day, yeah, he'd punch me. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Take with your kids. But you know what? Yeah, it, it ain't worth it. I mean, like I mean, yeah. here in North Carolina, we had no snow on the ground. It didn't even start snowing till like 10 p.m. and they'd already canceled school. Like they, they canceled it like noon the day before. It's it's, it's something But at least that way though, you've got time to prepare. It's this where like even in the morning you're sitting there at seven o'clock and you're like, there's hardly anything on the ground. Like come on, and then it comes across the ticker like, oh, Baltimore see, County schools closed. I'm like, what? like, I, like we were like, I was like found out, and like this is kind of fun. I just find this amusing, like social media, but like. You could the Wake County Public School System is on Twitter, and they tweeted at like five o'clock yesterday, like schools canceled tomorrow. Just FYI, and, and, and in fairness, like it's a, there's not as much road stuff, like there's not as much prep and and, and and to deal with it stuff as there is in up north. And Lord knows you don't want to be on the roads today. There are a bunch of idiots out there. People would sleep in their cars and stuff. Um, but it, like the responses to those those tweets, it's just, it's just like all these kids on Twitter who are just like like posting gifts of like. People like dancing and celebrating. It's pretty. pretty (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Unnecessary snow days bring out the best and worst in all of us. They really. Uh, Let's get to the best, though. Well, let's get to the worst. In my case, not a good finish, Will. Not a good finish. I feel like you're feeling pressure of the Scandinavian death metal metal blade lock of the week, or maybe maybe you'll be freed from the pressure um, in 2018. That's what I'm hoping, you know. We had such a such a fine start, and then uh, probably got a little too cute a few times. Gave away a few games by by going with uh, exotic bets, three team <laughs> teasers, and the like. Um, it's a shame because I finished overall pretty strong with my picks, but but uh, messed it up. In hindsight, like at one point, my plan was just to ride Jimmy G after I went with him early in in uh, that 49ers-Browns game. And I probably should have just done that. If you'd you done know? that, if I, 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 if I had done that, I, I think there would have been a push involved. 
because there was, I think, a push. The Titans, Correct. <coughs> Titans-Niners game ended up pushing, which I did go with. I should have just kept riding the Jimmy G uh, heat wave, and we, we would have all cashed in. Well, I'm not making any money off this, but hopefully somebody else would have. Or at least I wouldn't have cost anybody any money. Um, but alas, Jimmy G's not in the playoffs, Will. I don't know if you checked. Uh, so that, not- strategy's, that strategy's gone. Yeah, it is. Uh, let me ask you this. I'm doing these rankings. Um, in, a, in a world where there are no uh, buys, there are no home field advantages, everybody plays on a neutral field, college football playoff, um, we reseed the playoffs when the playoff starts. I think the Patriots would still be one in pretty much everybody's book. Who would you have as the number two team if you were reseeding the playoffs? No home field. Ah. Uh... It's such a cluster in the NFC to me. I I have a hard time parsing out, you know, a, a handful of teams, four over there that I think could really do it probably, including two who happen to play each other this weekend, which makes it even more complicated. Um, Minnesota intrigues me. I don't know about Case Keenum in the Super Bowl. Maybe they wouldn't be my two. It's hard, it'd be hard for me to put Pittsburgh as my two because I don't think Pittsburgh's going to get past New England in the end anyway. You know what I mean? To actually get there. Don't don't worry about their path. Like don't I'm not saying like you don't even worry about their path. I take you take all these teams out of their current environment, like mix AFC right. and NFC together. You're just ranking it like who would be favored on it like who would you take second most likely team to win the playoffs if it was just a total jumble? See, I don't think it's – I think Pittsburgh is more like five until we know that Antonio Brown is back in health. I don't think he's going to be back. Well, he's going to play, but, yeah, you're right. You don't know how effective he's going to be. Right, here's, here's, I mean, here's the way I'm leaning right now, and you can tell me. If yeah. you New England one, Los Angeles Rams two. Ooh. Wow. Vikings okay. three, Saints four, Steelers five. Yeah, see, I part of me feels like – I want to go Saints. Now, what's holding me back is the fact that they've got to play one more game than some other teams. But you're telling me that that doesn't matter in this calculus. It doesn't matter in this calculus. Then I would go Saints, too, I think. More yeah. balanced, a little more complete, can beat you in different ways. As um, you know, some of these teams, if you're a team that feels like you at this stage of the game you still have to win despite your quarterback or win around your quarterback – then I, I can't, you know, I can't take you that seriously. I can't take, and that would be my, and not, not that, not that Minnesota has to win, despite its quarterback at all. But I think we're all kind of waiting to see, you know, Case Keenum against three really good defenses three weeks in a row, where he's going to be favored, um, at least in a couple of those games. How does that really play out, especially given some of the teams in the NFC and, and how good they are? I mean, yeah, I, I would, you know, I, I would have to go Saints too. I think. Yeah, no, that's. I, mean, and two I would three. maybe go Pittsburgh three. Yeah, maybe Minnesota four, and then a bunch of NFC teams after that. Then like probably Carolina. Oh, the Rams. Yeah, I would put the Rams. I don't know if I'd put the Rams ahead of Minnesota or not. I don't know exactly what to make of the Rams. Yeah, I mean my my issue my my biggest my two biggest issues with the Rams one they played Minnesota in the regular season and they lost and they got it's by far their lowest output offense. Yeah of the season and you have to wonder is Minnesota's defense good enough to do that again? And two, this is fascinating to me. Tom Brady has more playoff wins than the entire Rams roster has playoff starts. Yeah. And I, I do think that matters and it especially matters in certain matchups where, you know, 
if they're playing, if their road goes through some teams where the playoffs are sort of old hat for them. Now I'm trying to think. In the NFC, it's such a new field. Maybe it doesn't even apply because the Eagles have like less experience than anybody, right? And they're not beating anybody with falls. Rams are then The Eagles are right there too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just I could see Jared Goff, you know, having a game where he throws three picks. Like I, I, I just could, especially against a secondary like um, the Saints or a secondary like the Vikings with that that coupling of pass rush and and secondary. Um, yeah, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, you know. Look, Carolina and New Orleans could have been an, an NFC championship game as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And that's a wild card game. Atlanta and, and L.A. could be a wild card. Uh, yes. Yes. You could sell me on that, too, in a different, you know, had a game or two going different here and the seedings be a little different. And you had told me those two met in the championship game. You know, that wouldn't have been by any means the craziest thing I've ever heard. Given- two games in the AFC? Yeah. No. No. Nay. Never. Like, No. They're not even good wild card games. Well, if you look at it, the Titans are by far the the longest shot to make the Super Bowl. I mean, it's 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 like comical just how, uh, you know, just how big they are in terms of a yeah. Like, if you like, if you like, not just the line, but but when you look at the Super Bowl futures, like on Sportsbook, um, I think they're 150 to. Is that can that be? Yeah, it's like 150 to one right now. Um. Which is insane. Like 150 to one at the start of the playoffs is not. Like 150 right. to one at the start of the season is pretty high. Like you can't get. Right. Like you can't get. You couldn't get like the Cardinals. The, the Titans were probably 40 or 50 to one at the start of the season, and now they're 150 to one at the start of the playoffs. The Bills are 130 to one, um, and then the next lowest team, the Panthers are 28 to one. Jaguars 25. Falcons 24. Yeah. Oh, Two of these things are not like. Are not like the other. I mean, that's just what we're looking. That's that's just the reality here. Not to say that one of those teams couldn't upset somebody this week, uh, but then yeah, they're not. It's just it's hard to see them advancing the way they're constructed. Neither of those two teams can throw the football. I mean, they just they they really can't, and that's that's hard to win. And when your defense isn't transcendent and you can't really throw the football, um, it's hard to win in the playoffs just by not turning the ball over. That's right. Um, all right, well, let's get to it. You have a Scandinavian death metal lock of the week presented by Metal Play Records, correct? I, I do, Will, and especially as we're sitting here chatting on a ridiculous snow day that shouldn't really be a snow day. I, I, if nothing else we know, we're still very much in the heart of this winter season, Will. And if you're home like me, trying to escape your kids, if you go on over there on that internet, Check out that Metal Blade Records web store. Escape with an array of sweatpants, hoodies, long-sleeve tees from your favorite metal artist or just from the label itself. They've got great merch and swag as well. My favorite item on the website, Will, the new book, For the Sake of Heaviness, The History of Metal Blade Records, an amazing read, some great stories on there. You can't really tell the history of metal music in this country or abroad without intertwining it with the history of metal blade records. Cause they've worked with all the greatest acts in one form or another book is available as an exclusive bundle. Will perfect for any collector or music fan purchase your copy 
along with music, merch, and more now at MetalBladeStore.com. That's MetalBladeStore.com. I owe it to the fine folks at Metal Blade to get it right this week. We've got to go out with a bang. We've got to do this right. We've got to come correct. Um, Thought long and hard about this one. Obviously, there's only four games to uh, to process. I'm going to tell you what, Will. I... The Bills Mafia this week. Wow! We're going out in a blaze of glory. What's more metal than people getting lubed up and throwing themselves through (laughs) tables and chairs like an old ECW wrestling skit from 25 years ago? What's more metal than Kyle Williams running around on the field thinking he's played his last game with his two kids beating the snot out of each other down there in Miami and then looking up on the big screen and saying the red rifle, Andy Dalton, just saved our season, man. We're going to the playoffs. Who's playing with more house money than the Buffalo football bills right now? I'll tell you what. You give me nine points, I'll take it. Blake Bortles, I'm not buying it. He's been bortling the last two weeks. He's going to bortle again. Sean McDermott will come up with a scheme that harasses him just just enough. Tyrod Taylor, he's got escapability just enough to not be run over and run through by that Saxonville defense. Shady McCoy, if he's if it's remotely possible he can play, he's going to play. Maybe he ends up as more of a decoy, but the Bills will be smart enough in how they run a ball control offense. Tyrod Taylor doesn't turn it over. I like nine points here. I'm not buying Bortles doing anything of note offensively. Even the run game, people talk about it. You know, and it's a good run game. Fournette's like 3-9 a carry. Yeah, they haven't been great lately. Below the league average, right? Below the league average. I don't think Leonard Fournette's going to put this team on his back and do it. They need to turn people over. They need to force quarterbacks into mistakes. Tyrod Taylor protects the football as good as anybody in the NFL. Give me the nine points. I don't think anybody's going to be intimidated by Jackson. I know that, ooh, they finally sold out the upper deck. I, I, I'm sorry. Those people are going to be tight sphincter city if Portals throws a first quarter pick. Give me the nine. I'm riding with the Bills Mafia, Will. I, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't even know. I'm in a weird spot picking these games in the playoffs because I don't think these are easy games to pick. Um, no. Against the spread. Like, I think it's, I think it's easy to say. Before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we've got six and a half and nine point spreads. I mean, they're making it, they're, they're, you know, they're making you pick one extreme or the other. So the last five games against Arizona, the team that they lost to, that Arizona played, Arizona played great with Bruce Arians down the stretch, but had no business being in that game. Um, Indianapolis, they blew out. Seattle, who they snuck by at home. Uh, they, they beat them pretty good. They also made some runs. And then losses at San Francisco and at Tennessee. 93 carries, 300 yards, 3.23 yards per carry for Leonard Fournette. That run game has disappeared. And I think I, I filed my picks, and, I mean, I guess I can change whatever I want. But um, 
it is it, say out loud, I'm going to lay nine points with Blake Bortles in the NFL playoffs. It makes no I sense. Mean, they're going to make him make plays. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Again, even for the season, if you if you factor in what Fournette was running the heck out of the ball in September, he's under four. The league average most years is between four one and four two. He's pretty healthfully below the league. Like it's not. No one's sitting there saying. I mean, now I get it. You know, he's a thundering guy, and he can be a plow horse, and part of it is softening you up for down the road and whatever. But like it, it you know, the marathon's over. It's a sprint now. I mean, people aren't going to worry. There's no, you're not worried about tomorrow and pacing yourself and running out of steam. You know, you, you got a chance to win a football game and keep keep your season alive. I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I just they better score early. The longer it's like that to me is what, like the 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 quintessential stereotypical like whatever two versus fourteen NCAA. Not not that I think it's that kind of discrepancy between the teams. I don't think it's that you know far off. But those college tournament games where, you know what I mean? It's like, man, if Princeton just keeps hanging around with Georgetown, you know, Georgetown may crap their pants. Like, nobody's buying Blake Bortles in a close and late situation. They're not buying it. Nobody's buying it. They need to avoid that. Closer it gets to that, give me Tyrod Taylor versus Blake Bortles down the stretch. Tyrod might not make a ton of plays, but he's not going to throw back-to-back pick sixes either. I think that the further it gets from, like, if the Jaguars don't come out and blitzkrieg them early, yeah, then it can get get it can get pretty. Cool. And even if they do blitzkrieg them early, you know, then you still have the opportunity to backdoor garbage time some stuff. The Bills will keep playing, and I think Bortles has turnovers in them, whether they manifest themselves early or late. No, I I think so too, and it's just, but but I mean, that's what I mean, like. Jacksonville, you saw this against Tennessee. They cannot play and they cannot win if they don't have a lead. So if, if you're no. Buffalo and you can make make them make a mistake early and flip the script and get them down and make them press, and and it, they got to think they got to have shade either, right? I mean, like they're not winning this game. Too. No, no. I mean, I, look again. If he if it's, if he's remotely close, they'll do whatever they have to do for him to play. Yeah. All right. Now I'm not telling you he's going to be effective for four quarters either. You know. I'm yeah. not telling you he's going to be normal Shady McCoy, but, I, you know, again, as a decoy, if nothing else, they're going to try to make the Jags respect their run game. Um, I, it's going to be a fascinating game to watch. We'll get to the rest of the picks. Pete Prisco and Nick Costos. Jason, thank you as always, buddy. Hey, my pleasure, man. Enjoy your snow day there, brother. Have a great time with your kids and your family. They're yeah. All day today. Awesome. Leave. Um, make a big bowl of chili. That's what our plan is. Have a great day, buddy. A big cocoon of love. Yeah, we got this pressure cooker thing, so we'll have to keep that cranking. Oyster. Have an oyster. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Oh. I'm not taking cover. All right. Now we are going to do some picks. It's time for the picks. Let's bring on the picks. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Jason Lacafora gave us his Scandinavian death metal lock of the week, and now we welcome on Pete Prisco and Nick Costas. But before we get to it, I want to read you guys something that really touched me in a, in a special place. Pete, I want to get your reaction to this. This is a tweet 59 minutes ago. Wrestling becomes Shakespeare when you lose yourself in the moment. I totally lost myself. <laughs> I was cheering like I was watching an NFL game. Just spectacular. Superb. Right in the field spot. Amazing. I'm floored. Five stars. Who do you think wrote that? And what do you think about it, Pete? It's, 
Costas, and he's a child because he's getting all gaga over fake sports like wrestling. <laughs> did you uh, did you did you like Will my my like Trump style end to the tweet five stars exclamation point Yeah 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 I was like well, is this the president or Nick Costas Did you like my reply to it with the, what I the- did I la- I laughed I saw it was so good that I had nothing to come back with so I just decided <laughs> to remain silent. So uh, we're you watching wrestling. This and we're by the way, this is our wild card picks preview. Um, this is the Pick Six Podcast. You've been listening to it for a little while. You heard me, Jason Lacafora. You can follow us on Twitter at Pick Six Pod. Subscribe on iTunes. Tell us, uh, leave us a five star review. Tell us who your favorite wrestler is. Mine. Um, it's hard. To, it's hard to choose. I don't like any of the new guys, but uh, I would say that. Ted DiBiase was up there. Hogan, of course. So, you know, Prime. I grew up in the prime of Hogan. Um, uh, Macho Man was great. Ultimate Warrior, great too. Hard to pick between those. Who's your favorite wrestler, Pete? Uh, nobody. Never watched the garbage. Really? You didn't watch that? I guess you were. Never. Never. Andre the Giant was big back in the day. In he more was, ways than one. He was big. He was yeah, no, he was the, he was the star you, back what, in the what, day. What, 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 do you, what do you mean in more ways than one? What does that mean? He was a giant. It means he was the star. He was the star. When, when I was a kid, Andre, the, or not kid, but a teenager, Andre the Giant was the biggest wrestling star. I don't if, you, think, if you were a kid in the 1920s, yeah. Yeah, I don't, think you were, I don't think you were a teenager when Andre the Giant was big. Well, maybe. I don't know. It was all guard. You know, it used to be regional. Did you know that? That used to be a regional sport. It was like, uh, and, and nobody paid attention to it. It was barely even on. And then you got guys like, uh, non-athletic guys like uh, Nick Costas, who had nothing to do. So when they were kids growing up, they watched they watched uh, wrestling and it became popular. So that's that's where speaking, speaking of passed. non-athletic, Pete, Pete, Pete Prisco has revealed, and I quote, that he wants to be quote emaciated in the next few months. That is his life goal. So Pete, Pete throwing up misses calling me the non-athlete will, will soon look emaciated in a few months, and that is his goal. His yeah, but goal. I did say that I wanted to look that way because I want to lose about 30 pounds because of fat ball season, but when I did say that, Nick mocked me, but then a couple of days later, he goes, you know what? You might be on to something. Do you want to lose? Well, you, well, you are. I mean, you are You are massive at this point. Like You, you are, are fat, you too. Are I saw fat, your shirt. I saw your... We were sitting there doing the show the other day. We were sitting in the green room, and Nick's buttons were they're so far expanded that you could see the skin between them. Ooh. Yeah, Just, five slices of pizza. We'll do that for you. I can't deny it. Wow. All right. He did have about six slices. You know what it was? You know what it was, Willie boy? We bought Anthony's for the crew last week, and it was like a glutton fest. Anthony's is good stuff. The it was, un- it was freaking ridiculous. What do you call it? Is it ricotta? Ricotta? How do you ricotta. say it? Ricotta. Well, I think, I think the, uh, the New York pronunciation is ricotta. Ricotta. Correct. Can I do that? Or is that? Did I violate some HR standard by doing that? Maybe. It's all no. regatta. There's got to be a G in the word. Regatta. Regatta? A G? Regatta? Regatta. Yeah, he's all he's hooked on G's today. <laughs> By the way, this is uh, we should have recorded it before the podcast stuff. It was full of F swear words and stuff. It was, it was high intensity. A lot of feels like you got you guys. I'm, I'm just I'm just honestly I'm just not used to personal lying. That that's the thing that really stunned me. Is that is that part of it? I, I feel like at this point you guys usually very upfront. You guys might have spent too much time together. Is that possible? No, no, it's just, it's just, a, uh, it's not my joke to tell. So I just kind of like keep going with it and, and without really going with it. I, if well, I, I don't, I don't care about that. We, we joke about each other constantly. The thing that we always do though, is we're very upfront about it with each other. Whereas you are playing very coy. 
which I think is very out of character for you, which is why I called you out for it. It's not my joke to tell. I just I just listened to it and, and kind of oh. like put in, it out there a little bit. Nick's defense, he was not wrong. You were playing it coy. You were I was. Playing, he called you out. Um, he walked and, you. And this, is, and this is the other part of it. And, and, and you, you can speak to this. When we all bust each other's chops, it's all very much out in the open. So I don't, I don't keep any secrets from you guys. When I have a joke that I want to bust your chops on or Jamie Eisenberg or Dave's or Will's, we all come out and say it to each other's face. But you guys are being little you-know-what and keeping it behind my back. Like, you can say whatever you want to my face. I don't care. But the fact that you're keeping it behind my back is entirely out of character for you and another thing entirely. Yeah. The fact that you won't admit that when you know that it's true is BS. It's I think not my joke to tell. You got to you got to ask somebody else on that podcast on that uh, thing. Who else is on the text thread? Just oh, to- it's a hundred percent Eisenberg. Yeah, who, who, like, who like all the weather this, man. This is a Jamie thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think too, like, like if if I heard something, someone was like, you know what Pete said about you, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, this is a really big problem. If Pete said it about me to somebody else, but not to my own face. Um, no, we 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 say everything to your face about you not showing up on podcasts and everything else. We say it right to your face, and then you just no, had Nick had a meltdown on you. Right your new, there. Yours, well, I mean, we all do that to each other all the time, but I don't do it behind people's backs, which apparently you and Jamie are doing right now, which is which is <laughs> oh BS because we always do it to each other's face. What you are hearing right now, folks, is the meltdown of a guy with a who thinks he has a thick skin and really has the thinnest skin in the world. <laughs> You have to understand. Look, there's nothing that you can say to me that's going to annoy me because we have said everything possible to each other over the course of the past couple of years. What what is getting under my skin and is annoying me <laughs> is that you are lying about it, right? And wouldn't that annoy you? <laughs> Ooh, wee. Speaking of annoying guys, there's not a single spread under. Six and a half points this weekend for Wildcard Weekend. I find that annoying because it's a little hard to pick it. You want to pick the better teams, but these spreads are really jacked. Let's get through and make some picks because it's cold as hell. I've got to go play with my son um, on on uh, the snow day here in North Carolina. Nick's got a shop Skipping for- video. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. What's that? Skipping video. Yeah, we, we, know, we know the whole routine. Do I skip video? I don't skip video. No, never. I, I don't. I've, I haven't skipped any video recently. Anyway, let's make some picks. We're going to start, guys. We're just going to do this in order of the schedule. Saturday, 4.35 p.m. Eastern, Tennessee, in Kansas City. John Gruden, the new Raiders coach, going into going into, uh, going into check with his old boss, Andy Reid, and his new division rival. This game will be on ESPN. It will likely be Gruden's last game with the, the big WWL. And uh, Kansas City's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite at this point. Pete, your thoughts on this game? Before before, we're going to do this, we did the picks. um, You know, we did the pick, uh, the picks contest. Nick and I tied for first. Are we going to do the thing where every it's one point is uh, each pick is one point, and then we pick a best bet worth three points for the duration of the playoffs? It's up to you. It's up to you guys. I don't care either way. I think the best bet should be worth two. Three is probably too much. Worth two for best bets? Okay, yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, and by the way, shout out to uh, Char Furnace. Which, sure, that works. 150 points 
in the Pick Six Podcast Pickums League. Finished in first place. Brad Harvey second with 147. Jeff Showers third, 146. Bill Bacon fourth, 143. And Brian Talent fifth at 142. That's a pretty impressive, uh, pretty impressive season. That would have 150 correct games over the course of the season against the spread is is uh, stupendous. So I that think is we, unreal is what that is. Yeah, that would have uh, that would have <laughs> you'd be the number one expert at CBS Sports. So you got that going for you. Um, one fifty is incredible. I don't think he did. Only had just very consistent. Never nothing below set. Oh no, one week below five and or one week below seven in week three. Sevens across the board. Otherwise, and then some tens, twelves, two twelves out of the gate. Really good job there. Thanks to everybody who competed um, in that league, especially you guys. I know that you guys really focused on that league throughout the course of the season and put your picks in every a single. A lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of you time. You know, spent. on our expert picks, it doesn't have the seasonal record on there anymore. Yeah, they got to fix that. Um, we'll get back to that. Anyway, Pete, because you, you're behind me. You're behind me on those picks nowadays. By the way. I don't know about that. Kansas City. Yeah, minus, you are. <laughs> Kansas City minus eight and a half. Pete. I like Tennessee. I Look, I still don't think the Chiefs defense, 29th against the run, that's going to be a problem. I know Tennessee hasn't run the ball as well as they have uh, in recent years, but but the exotic smash mouth hasn't been exotic smash mouth, but I still think they're going to be able to run the ball, control the clock. Give me the eight and a half. I mean, that's ridiculous. I'll take the eight and a half points any day of the week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my best bet of Wild Card Weekend and my favorite bet thus far of 2018. That is until, of course, Georgia in the national championship game. Love the Bulldogs against the spread against Alabama. Lions going to keep this game close. And I think Marcus Mariota. The Georgia Lions go down three and a half now. Oh, I, 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 I unloaded on it when it first opened at four and a half. I feel pretty good about that right now. Um, I love Tennessee in this spot. I just think it's too many points. Tennessee's defense has been improved quietly here over the past month or so and I think it's going to be a lot of Derrick Henry in this game and I think Marcus Mariota is going to play pretty well too and I go back to that game these two teams played at Arrowhead last year Titans winning 19-17 on a last second Ryan suck up field goal at Arrowhead and I, I don't think the Titans are going to win this game I do think it's going to come down to it the Chiefs win a close one but it's my best bet the Titans cover that number see I just see it a little differently and I, I don't I don't disagree with the idea that that the that the weakness of Kansas City's defense matches up with the strength of of Tennessee's offense, and I love Derrick Henry. I mean, like I burn me in fantasy leagues. I used a bunch of high picks on him this year. Um, but I, I here's here's my concern: is that I think back to that wild card game two years ago between the Texans and the Chiefs, and I, I don't think that the Titans' offense is as bad as the Texans' offense, but I do think there's a chance we could see. I mean, uh, Tyreek Hill return an opening, like return a kickoff or return a you know, return a kick early, um, and then we see Tyreek, you know, Hill break one deep or Kareem Hunt break one off, and suddenly the Chiefs, who have a very explosive offense, get up fourteen nothing. And I think that if the Chiefs get up fourteen nothing, it's going to be really hard for the Titans to stay within themselves and to play their game and pin their ears back, you know, get after Marcus Mariota. I just I, I just think that Kansas City come out comes out quickly and explodes in this game. And there's such a huge advantage in terms of the coaching situation. I really like Andy Reid over Mike Malarkey, and I think the, the Chiefs win this one big. Is that crazy? I mean, I, I, I mean, like, are yeah, you like, crazy? Oh, I don't think it's crazy, but I mean, it's just yeah, the defense, the defense is terrible. I'm not going to feel good about the Titans. The, 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 the defense is terrible in, ten, in Kansas City. But like, you, don't, you don't think Tennessee's going to win this game, right? Yeah. No, no, Tennessee's not winning the game. 
Uh, what do you think? Uh, over under. I, I just think the numbers too high. Over under at forty four. Suggested it's going to be a slog fest. The weather's going to be cold in Kansas City. Not going to be snow or anything. And the slog fest does favor Tennessee for sure. I mean, what week did Buffalo go in there and win? That wasn't too long ago. Um, I think it was actually. No, that was during Kansas City's like four game losing streak. Yeah, no, the, it that was, was like, week, like week ten or eleven. What was it like week twelve? I mean, it's probably uh, before week twelve, but somewhere in that range. Because they, yeah, they they were what five and zero or six and zero, and then they. They're five and zero. Lose to Pittsburgh, and then, they, and then they lost to the Jets, the Giants, and the Bills, all in like all in that span. Yeah, it was week twelve. Yeah, see, that wasn't that long ago. Sixteen. So, is it, so you're basically banking on a similar sort of game, ten to ten to sixteen. I think it'll be a little more than that. I, I don't. I don't think the Chiefs are that good on defense. I really don't. Okay. You might be right. Saturday night. This is a scorcher. Atlanta. At the Rams, your Rams, Nick Costos facing off against your Falcons, Pete Prisco. And the Falcons are getting six and a half points. That's a lot for the defending NFC champions, even though they have to go on the road against a very dangerous Rams team. I, I love this game. You've you, you got a, a guys playing their first playoff game, a coach coaching his first playoff game against a team that's been through the, through the wars. A lot of those guys have, were on the team last year that went all the way to the Super Bowl and should have been champions. They seem to find a little something in terms of play calling last week against Carolina, particularly in the first quarter. Look, I think the Falcons go in there and win the game. If you're going to give me six and a half points, I'll take them. And you know what? That's my best bet of the week. Mm. Uh, I, I do not think the Falcons are going to win the game. In fact, I, I don't love the Rams. I can't make them my best bet because I love Tennessee. But I really like the Rams in this spot. And I know it's the first playoff game for Jared Goff and first for Sean McVay. I don't really think it makes a difference, and you're going to make me choose between Sean McVay or Dan Quinn and Steve Sarkeesian. I'm going to take Sean McVay every day of the week and twice on Saturday night, and I'll throw this out there too. I think Jared Goff will outplay Matt Ryan on Saturday night, and it's not because Goff's a better quarterback than Ryan. It's because Goff is better coached than Matt Ryan is. Get him up to the line of scrimmage with Sean McVay in his ear. Call out those audibles in the check. He's going to know exactly where to go before the play even starts. That is the majesty of Sean McVay. Rams' first home playoff game, 1986, is before Sean McVay was born, and they get back in style in La La Land. The Rams win this game by 10. I like the Rams to win and cover. I like the Rams. I'm go, I've, I've started with the Falcons. I'm tilting towards the Rams. This is, It's hard. It's just hard. I think that there's so a lot. Well, I'm going with the Rams. I think there's a lot of unknowns here because, it, like, Tom Brady has, and I mentioned this to Jason on, earlier in the podcast, but I'm going to repeat it just because I, it, it, I think it's a crazy stat. Tom Brady has more playoff wins than the entire Rams roster has playoff starts. That's nuts. Right? And and playoff football is a different animal until it, you go it, through it, it. Experience matters, right? Yeah. Plus, it, the other thing that matters in this game, Will, the, the one little hidden stat, and it, the Rams are 30th in yards per attempt against against the run. That is a in the playoffs that can always show up and be a major problem, especially with like, Devonta Freeman's run. I think similar like the Jaguars have a great defense and the Rams have a really good defense. But you can run on them if you are an effective running team. And I, I, I do. I, Freeman healthy. Is Freeman healthy? Is the offensive line healthy? 
can you hold up against Aaron Donald when you're when you know if your offensive line is not playing well? The other thing that I think is interesting too that I think kind of flies under the radar here. Dan Quinn came from Seattle. Who has Sean McVay played twice this year, and what did they do? I realize the Seahawks defense was banged up, but it's a similar scheme, and I think we saw him succeed against it twice. You have to wonder if if that won't benefit the uh, the Rams in some kind of way. Um, let me ask you this: I'm taking the Rams there minus six and a half. I think they'll. I think they'll. I think they could potentially blow them out. But I also don't. I also wouldn't rule out the Falcons making some kind of run. I mean, they have that upside to them, even though they haven't shown it all year, except just brief, very brief flashes. So I'm 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 doing this story right now, and I'm I'm ranking, like take it college football playoff style, take it take out the conferences, take out the buy situation, take out who you're playing. Don't worry about the current path, but you pluck all these teams, all 12 teams, throw them in a bag. And you can pull them out one by one and rank them as who would win the Super Bowl if they had to play three games on a neutral field. I think the Patriots are probably still one. Who is your number two? Or and if and if not the Patriots are one, who would you have instead, Pete? The Steelers would be number two. Definitely, even without Antonio Brown. Well, I mean, is he, I'm, he, I'm banking on Brown. Is Brown has a torn calf muscle and is not going to be a hundred. If the Steelers were in the uh, NFC, they would be the favorite to win it. So you would take the Steelers over the Vikings, Rams, or yes, Saints? yes, All right, Nick. Yeah, I'm on with Pete. I would go Steelers two, probably Vikings three, wow. Saints four. I have the Saints two, Vikings three, Steelers four, Rams five. I mean, the Saints are the other well, option. We, we for all me. have the same top five. Yeah, the Saints yeah. are the other option. No, I, just, I think I, Minnesota would go over New Orleans. I think. Yeah, but look. Let's be real. The postseason is defined by your quarterback play. And if you're going to have an option between Roethlisberger, Breeze, Brady, and Case Keenum, you're taking the three, those three, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, Minnesota hadn't stalled out much at all on offense this year. Their defense is, I mean, their defense is superb. And they can snuff teams out. I, I just think that in a game where it's Minnesota versus New Orleans, the level at which New Orleans can play at at on de, on their defensive line in their secondary, um, in the passing game, in the running game, on their offensive line is so. I, I just think they have the highest ceiling of anybody in New the Orleans play. defense has kind of gone to crap in the last couple. Right. I mean, they're you know you want to talk about a team that's twenty they're twenty eighth in rush per yards against in the postseason when people want to run the football. That's those are the kind of stats that show up and they hurt you. But who stops the run in the playoffs? So, at Vikings? I mean, that's it. Uh, the Vikings do, and yeah, there there aren't a lot of good run stuffers in the postseason. Where would you? So yeah, you know whose number? What what's that? No, go ahead. No, like like Atlanta's nineteen, Carolina's eleven. Carolina's I mean, it's a secretly not as it's not elite. Philly I, is Philly is good against the run. Yeah, but I mean they have Nick Foles. I mean, like you, would you take Philly over Atlanta, Carolina, or Jacksonville? You know, same you situation. know who's good against the run, no. believe it or not? Tennessee. Fourth against the run. Well, Tennessee you defense are... has been playing really well recently. Mm. And they have Dick LeBeau. Feels like it's too easy. There's too many. These favorites are too big, right? These favorites are just too big. Look, the bottom line is this season, the way it's played out and all the craziness that's happened and everything – one of the bottom seeds, whether it's a five or six team, I don't know which one it will be, will get hot and make a run. It's going to happen. One of them will. I don't see Buffalo doing it. 
So maybe it's Tennessee. I the Falcons can do it, or or um, you know what, Nick? I mean, will a couple in nineteen in past years when the teams that made the runs, they nobody thought they were making a run. It just happens. That's the way the playoffs are. All right. Well, if you're ranking, I don't the think team, it's happening this year. The, the team that I would take, I, I think it's either it would either be Carolina or Atlanta, the team that would make a run because you have the quarterback, um, you have a defense that can play at a high level even if it hasn't, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, Carolina and up. and yeah, right. Both quarterbacks have made runs in the playoffs before, and there's no Brady and <laughs> no Brady. New England sitting there in the NFC. That's what we do in the AFC. You sit there and you say these teams are all being served up on a platter for Pittsburgh and New England next week. That's that's what you're looking at, right? Whoever wins is going to be served up on a platter for New England and Pittsburgh next week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're going to get blasted. I mean, look like if Carolina goes in to New Orleans and beats the Saints and the Rams hold serve, Carolina's going to get to play the Eagles without Carson Wentz. It, it Cam Newton can't be throwing the football around the way he did last week, and they can't beat anybody if he plays like that. Uh, of yeah, course Carol, not. Carolina's not the Saints. No. I don't think so either, but, I mean, it's hard to beat a team three times in a single season. And, look, I think the thing about Carolina— It's happened more than you think. It's still hard to do it. And I, I don't see any of these low seeds making a run. And, in fact, like, I know all, all the spreads are big, so I don't think this is a radical statement I'm going to make, but I don't see any of these underdogs winning outright, and I don't think I give many of them much of a chance of even winning outright. The Titans, I think, I give the best chance out of any of the teams this weekend that are underdogs to win. I think you guys are sleeping. I think the Rams are going to beat Falcons by double digits. I don't think the Panthers have a shot in hell of beating the Saints in New Orleans. And if, if Sean McCoy were healthy, maybe you could make a case for Buffalo, but with, with, if Shady's not at 100%, I don't see how the Bills can beat the Jaguars. Well, well, let's get to that game, Pete. Jaguars, minus eight and a half. You got to, I want you to walk over to a mirror, take your headset, walk over to a mirror, stare, look yourself in the eyes and say, I'm going to lay nine points with Blake Bortles in a playoff game. I'm going to lay nine points with Blake Bortles in a playoff game because Buffalo is atrocious. This isn't going to be a high scoring game. They'll win 20 to seven, 23 10, something like that. But how the heck is, is if Shady McCoy isn't A in the game or B isn't 100%, how the heck are they going to move the football? There's no, the only thing that can happen, that's why I gave him the one touchdown, is when Tyrod Taylor gets outside the pocket and makes an accident play down the field. That's it. They're not going to move. They're going to run the ball with Mike Tolbert. Are you kidding me? He's, he's fatter than I am. I mean, there's no chance in hell that they're going to run the football on him. Uh, the things that worry me about Jacksonville. Their run stats are misleading. They're number one in the league in rushing, but they aren't a good rushing team. They really aren't. They've had a lot of, they had long runs early in the year. They had the fake punt that counts on the rushing stats twice for big runs. They haven't been running the football lately. I'm starting to wonder about the, the running back a little bit. Uh, you know, everybody jumped on the bandwagon and said he was a star of stars. I said caution a little bit. I didn't like to pick when they picked him. He's been ordinary the last four weeks. Ordinary. And, and but I still well, think they'll healthy. find a way to win the game. I like I like Jacksonville to cover the number. Well, I mean, Fournette hasn't looked great because he's not healthy. Like it's not because he's not good. Like he's clearly not healthy. He misses holes though, Nick. He misses holes. Pete, Pete, he's not healthy. Like it's, he, he's not bad. He's not healthy, right? He's not. He's not Zeke Elliott. Let's be real here. He's not Alvin Kamara, who's averaging a ton of yards per carrier and per catch. He's not either yes, one. Yes. Come on. Kamara Look, we, we keep talking Kamara. about all these great backs. The great that. backs, you draft them early. Fournette was drafted early. Elliott was drafted early. 
Who's the best backs left? Who the, the most productive backs left in this thing are Hunt and Camaro, right? They, they, and Bell. Where was Bell drafted? Second round. You, you can find backs. Second round. Um, I will also like Pete lay nine points with Blake Bortles in a playoff game. And I actually bet on the Bills on Sunday, and I have already watched that out with, uh, with a separate bet on Jacksonville. If LaShawn McCoy's healthy, I really think that you can make a case for the Bills to at least keep the game close. I wouldn't pick Buffalo to win, but Shady is such an X factor. And you can run on Jacksonville like, like we've talked about. But if there's no Shady, I mean, like Pete said, I mean, really, Mike Tolbert? I mean, Mike Tolbert looks like he ate me and Pete, and that would be a full meal for anybody. <laughs> I don't see it happening for Buffalo. I think Jacksonville's defense is going to smother them. If the line for this game is, what, eight, nine points, all Jacks, Jacksonville might have to score 13 points, and they're going to cover that number. So it kind of makes me squeamish with Blake Bortles in his first playoff game. But if Shady McCoy is not 100%, you just can't go with Buffalo. It's a lay it or don't play it. Yeah, by the way, Jason Lockenfor, Scandinavian Death Metal Lock of the Week, was the Bills this week. And I, I think it's an interesting point, at least. And I'm I'm with you. I, I'm taking all the favorites against the spread this week. It's probably going to backfire on me. Um, I keep, but I, I, when you look at this game, if you're going to make an argument for the Bills, I agree. It has to start with Shady McCoy playing and being 75%. It's hard to imagine that with the ankle injury. But it's, it's not crazy to imagine some situation where the Bills, who – Look, just got in for the first time. Are they going to be happy to be there or are they going to be playing with house money? Can Sean McDermott scheme up a way to limit Leonard Fournette early, make the Jaguars throw, make Blake Bortles make a mistake, create some sort of points off a turnover early, get up on the Jaguars like the Titans got up on them last in week 17 and just kind of hold serve and don't let Blake Bortles make a play and be very conservative on offense um, and walk away with a 15-10 win in Jacksonville in the playoffs. Like, that's not a crazy scenario if LaShawn McCoy is playing healthy. Correct, if McCoy is healthy. But if McCoy's not healthy, they can't move the football. That's probably right. By the way, I just looked up a money line parlay on all the favorites. Um, Saints, this is a, this is on sportsbook.ag. Saints minus 290. Jaguars minus 440, Rams minus 300, Chiefs minus 460. Uh, $100 pays 167 That's not bad. Yeah, that's really worth it. That's not worth it, you don't think? Uh, no. I, I, may, I may take the Titans on the money line. Just, just a, a little sprinkling, a little smattering of shekels. Uh, little, on the money line. I don't know if it'll happen. That would be interesting, Nick, because you probably get a good payout. How much was the payout on that one? If you subbed, if you subbed the Titans into that parlay? No, if you put the, no, tit- no, no. the Titans if, on the money no, line. If, That's if, 360 if, if KC is minus 460, what's Tennessee? 380? It's 360. So you get yeah. you, you put yeah, you put 50 bucks on it, you get six times the money, six and a half times. You get, yeah, that's a good bet. They could win that game. No, no. No, no, no. Three, three and a half times. Yeah, yeah. You 3.7 times. 360 back. Oh, okay. Now, now worth noting, if you would if you were to do a Titans, Saints, Jaguars, Rams money line parlay, a hundred would pay out nine hundred and twelve dollars. I may do that parlay. Not for a hundred, but I may do that parlay. I mean, if you do it for do it for twenty five, and all of a sudden, that's what I'm saying. I'd probably do it for twenty five bucks. Exactly. It's not nine to one. I mean, that's not crazy. You just you're either you're either you're you're either in a great scenario. Well, see, and what you do if you do that parlay, the beauty of that parlay is if you did that money line parlay. You know, and after, you can hedge after Tennessee, correct? Exactly. Correct. Yeah. If, if Tennessee wins, you're in the driver's seat because you can hedge on the Falcons. You put a unit on the Falcons, a unit on the Bills, and a unit on the Panthers, assuming that you keep winning your legs. Now, if, you, if the, the Chiefs come out and win thirty to nothing, you're dead in the water. But that's that's just sort of how it works. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I like the Jaguars in this spot for 
it's unless the Sean if the Sean McCoy is a game time decision, I think you could see a we're happy to be there Bills team that that gives a gutty effort, but ultimately is just overmatched on offense. And I know Tyrod Taylor doesn't turn it over. It's, it's insane to lay nine points to Blake Bortles in the playoffs, and I'm doing it anyway. Um, Panthers. Let's be real, guys. Let's be real, guys. Jaguars head coach Tom Coughlin is not going to let his team slip up in this game. Yeah, no, they'll, I think they'll be. And I, I read John Osher uh, of Jaguars.com. I don't know if you guys have ever met him. Read him. Good dude. Good writer. Pete, you ever met that guy? Uh, yeah, I did a book with him once. Jags to Riches, chronicling the 1996 season, a miraculous season when nobody gave a team a chance in the postseason and they came within a game of the Super Bowl. Get it at yeah, Amazon. Yeah, New, yeah, New York Times bestseller. Do you get um, do you get some uh, grease off that? Did I say that right? Do you get grease off that? Did I get some? No. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah like, I did, but they, they, they did, it was too late. The book came out by the time the next season started, so nobody wanted to buy it, so we didn't get any royalties. Your book sells for on Amazon right now with a hardcover? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, it's $42. Get out of here. What? Yeah. It says hardcover from forty two ninety seven. Oh, I got one over here. Maybe I sell it myself. <laughs> There's a collectible on here for $108. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it says one collectible. I don't know what the deal is. Like, what's the? This is maybe it's signed. Maybe it's signed by me and Osher. I th- I think there's like so. I think so few of your books sold that like it's turned into. You know, you're basically you have Bill. You know, like Bill Walsh's book. You basically have this. There's just not enough copies of it. So you, uh, your your book is selling. Well, they printed a bunch of them. They just didn't sell them. Um, and, and by I, the way, the Kindle price I just saw the Kindle price is eight dollars. Like, you can get Shakespeare on, on Kindle for, like, 99 cents, but Pete Prisco's book is selling for $8. 99 on Kindle, yes. You know why? Because I wrote the damn book, me and John Osher. Do you know that they list Osher first? Is that an alphabetical? O system? before P. Okay, just, <laughs> just, just checking just checking to make sure it's alphabetical. We both, we both got the same check we're, now, now, downtown. Now, 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 be honest. Were, were you happy about that, that his name went first? I didn't care. You guys were – you guys were – tag team in the beat at that point in time right well i was the beat guy he was the flowery guy i got all the crap he took all the flowery prose and wrote that that's what it was and when i left to go to sports line in 2000 yes it was in 2000 november 2000 he had to become the beat guy and wanted no part of it whatsoever well None. i i i that actually is a great segue into what he wrote for jaguars.com and osha's awesome but um he basically did a after weeks after, after the Titans lost by the Jaguars in a game that it really stings to lose that game when you go all out because, you know, you're, I don't know, you just, you, you go, you play all your starters and you still lose the game even when you have nothing to play for. Um, he's like, now don't panic. There's nothing to panic about. This is, you know, motivation matters. The Jaguars weren't motivated in week 17. They will be motivated in the playoff game. Are you buying or selling that, Pete? Oh, I, I think it's that's 100 percent. I don't think they were motivated in San Francisco after they found out they already clinched the division. And I don't think they were motivated at all. Why? I mean, the defense still played pretty well against Tennessee. But why did they even play yeah. guys against the, the Titans? I, like it doesn't make any They just I don't know. It doesn't make they any, hate the Titans. That's part of it. Yeah. They wanted to get the Titans out. Um, but. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have played guys. I, I think motivation was at play. It's a young team. You know how motivation is with young guys. They don't. They go through the motions half the time when there's nothing on the line. They'll they'll play this week. They will well, play this week. Sort of like a bowl game situation, right? Like, you know, Arizona State didn't 
I guess didn't care. They, you know, think they would have cared for your boy Todd Graham? Oh, they didn't care. They hated the guy. He was berating guys on the sideline. If he did that to me, I would have said, hey, coach, I'm coming back next year. You're not. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> well, we NC State hung a 50-burger on you. Whatever. So it was a bowl game. It was an exhibition. Who cares? Is that the is that your claim to fame at, at, at NC State football? Yeah, no, I was just, look, that's that's what I expected you to say if you lost. Um, I did. I really I've been rooting against them since uh, week two. I don't care. After they lost the first game, you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Once they get out of the national championship hunt, I'm done. I don't care. Been the Rose Bowls, came within a whisker of a national champion, something you, your school never, ever will do. And and uh, and so you won't. You will never get through it. You will never play for a national championship at NC State ever. And you know what? Arizona State will never play for another one either. Pete, do you know that if you go to a ball game, right? And I realize it's just an exhibition, but it's still a game. And why do we play the game? We play the game to win, which is something that your new head coach, Herm Edwards, once said. <laughs> oh, man. Well, unless, unless they start paying players Here's. like everybody else, I mean, like, you look at you look at the, the the look at the money that Alabama generates in their athletic program ninety million dollars. I mean ASU can't compete with that. Yeah, I'm not saying Alabama's paying players. I'm just saying they got a better facilities. Look at their facilities at Alabama. Have you seen those? They're better than the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Dude, Marvin Lewis wants to leave the Bengals because he can't get a uh, indoor practice facility. Nick Saban's got like five of them. All right, Saints minus seven. This line has climbed to. A key number with the Saints giving a full touchdown. None of the money on any of these games um, is is like out of like out of control. I don't think anybody's over sixty percent. Maybe that's a playoff situation. They're all being bet pretty evenly. It's hard to like the Panthers in this spot, right, Pete? I'm with Nick on this one. I I I, I watched. I went back and watched Cam Newton the other day. Whoo wee! I mean, the scatter shooting the ball all over the place. Now I'll say this. If they can get him – hard to believe this is coming out of my mouth because I don't uh, usually like this. If they get him running early in the game, he feeds off of that, and he kind of gets them going on in the passing game as well, then I think they might hang around. But if they don't, they have no chance of hanging around in this game because their offense is dreadful right now. I, I like the same. Um, I will – since we're doing, doing the pick at seven, I'll lay it with New Orleans. But I will throw this betting advice out there for people listening. I would not bet this game at seven. If you need to buy it down to six and a half, or maybe it'll come down. I actually think there's a better chance it goes to seven and a half than it does that it stays at seven. I don't think this game is worth betting at seven, but if you can get it um, under seven, so if your site has it at seven, I would buy it down. I think it's worth it to buy the half point to get it down to six and a half and off the key number of seven. So I would not bet it at seven, but I think it's a lay it or don't play it. Um, I think that actually that out of all the teams on wildcard weekend and maybe Buffalo factors in here too, if McCoy's not healthy and that's the expectation, I give the Panthers the worst shot of any of these road teams to win outright. I just think it's a terrible matchup for them. That's manifested itself twice already this season. And I don't think this is like when the New York Giants lost twice to the Cowboys in 2007 and beat them in the divisional rounds in Dallas. I don't see that happening because Cam Newton is not playing good football and Drew Brees Obviously, it's a Hall of Famer, and they've got the two-handed monster at running back, and they're playing in the Superdome. So I will lay it with the Saints here for the purposes of our picks, but I am not betting it at anything six-and-a-half or lo- or, uh, or lower. I will not take it at seven or higher. Yeah, I think the biggest concern for me, if I'm, a, if I'm trying to 
assume the Panthers will win, one, that this game could climb, that this line would climb to seven, which indicates to me that if it's at seven, that there's some cash on New Orleans and from, you know, people that matter. Uh, it was worth noting it's plus seven and then minus 125. So it's more likely to go back down to six and a half. I think you'd be patient. Um, seven is a key number. That's a big, that is a big. Well, I, well, I actually think, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt world, but I'm actually, I see here um, at Pinnacle. It's actually, you are right. It is down to seven. But I, when I looked this morning, when I woke up um, at Pinnacle, which is one of the sharpest books, it was up to seven and a half. So, yeah. I mean, it, it could go down to six and a half. I'm not sure, but it has been as high as seven and a half this week. No, no, no. I mean, look, it could, it could keep moving. Here, here's the thing. And Pete, Pete, Pete's right. I mean, Cam has to get going. The one, the, the two things that stand out to me biggest in this, uh, the biggest concern for the Panthers, one is that, or the biggest concern for the Panthers is that I think that the coaching matchup in this is very one-sided. There are a lot of one-sided coaching matchups this week, and, and I like Ron Rivera a lot. I like Steve Wilkes a lot. Don't love Mike Shaw. And I think that Sean Payton has really had Ron Rivera's number. I think he's really had the Panthers number. And I think as aggressive as Steve Wilkes has been and, and, and how much they've won games being aggressive and blitzing, I don't know that that's going to work against Drew Brees and the explosive ability of those running backs and the different things that they can do with the running backs, with the screens and the, and the passes and, and, and just countering against that pressure. And so uh, to me, it, it looks like a bad, a bad matchup for the Panthers defense in that regard. And then offensively, Cam Newton is going to have to play like he played against Minnesota and have to play like he played against Green Bay. He outplayed, uh, he played great against a a, a really good Vikings defense and he outplayed Aaron Rodgers. If he doesn't do that, if we don't get that Cam Newton in wildcard weekend, the Panthers are going home in, in the first in the in the first weekend, and I don't know that that's going to happen. When you look at the way that Cam Cam Jordan has disrupted that offensive line and just really put pressure on on Cam Newton, I, I think the Saints were going to win this one handily. I think I think we might see four blowouts this weekend. Honestly, you're wrong. I I I don't think I think that game is going to be close, but I think I'm kind of Brinson on the other three games though because I like like I said. I think the Rams are going to win, but I think the Falcons are fool's gold. And, Pete, I, I know you love them here, and I, I think you just like them overall, and I know I like the Rams overall. I really feel pretty strongly about that. Like, if I had to make a best bet other than the Titans, I think I would have to be the Rams. Like, I think the Rams are going to win fairly easily on Saturday night. With, without LaShawn McCoy being 100%, I think the Jaguars will win fairly easily, and I think the Saints are going to win fairly easily. So I think I'm with Brinson on this one. I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow out Tennessee, so I can't go full bore with them. But I do think that we may get a couple laughers on Wild Card Weekend. And that kind of runs in contrast to what I tweeted on Sunday. Because when I first kind of looked at these games, I'm thinking these could end up being some pretty good games. But the more I thought about it, and the McCoy injury obviously kills Buffalo. So I think we may be in for a fairly rough weekend of football on Wild Card Weekend. I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see Atlanta win, go to Philly and win. And then play the New Orleans Saints in the championship game in the Dome. Wow, that's a well. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let's, say this. Let's, let's do that before. Let's do that, let's do that to wrap up this podcast. Um, Pick Six Podcast at Pick Six Pod on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. Let us know who you think your Super Bowl champ is going to be. Leave a review and tell us your Super Bowl champ. Um, let's as we head into the weekend here. Let's let's sort of reset it and say, how do you think it plays out? You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you pick the Packers to win it all, the Cardinals to win it all, whoever. It doesn't matter. The slate's clean. 
Slater's or if your or if your AFC team is still alive and yours didn't make the postseason, that doesn't matter either. Yeah, look, I got UCF. I got UCF sitting there, the, the Chargers, claiming a national title, undefeated. No one cares about UCF, all right? UCF, shut up. Um, no, I, I, can I yeah, – thank you, Will. Like, you did not win the national championship. Do not have a parade. You did not <laughs> win the national championship. I respect that they paid their coaches bonuses. Like, I think that, like, at least, because that was the litmus test. Like, are you playing out this gag or not? Um, but you know what? L- listen, you didn't get in the playoff. So no, but if they had a real playoff, they might have got in. Six teams they would have well, got Well, no, I, I want to get your guys' take on this, because I tweeted this, and I, and I got two UCF fans still in my mentions for it, and I still stand by the one I said was right. And, like, people are like, oh, like, you think, oh, the Peach Bowl doesn't matter? Pete's 100% right. These bowl games are freaking exhibitions. Like, you're, it was a letdown for Auburn to have to go to the Peach Bowl. Like, I don't care that it's a New Year's Six game. If, if people are human beings. They lost the SEC championship. They had their fate in their hands to win a national title. That game had everything for UCF and nothing for Auburn. If that had been a national semifinal with the birth of the national championship game on the line, I think Auburn would have wiped the floor with UCF. They, 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 did a, they shut down that offense early. And I give look, Gus Malzahn got fired up in the middle of that game. Like when he, I think when he realized he was gonna lose, I think it, I think it, I think they got motivated in the second half when it was like, oh god, we're gonna get embarrassed by UCF and people are gonna get angry. They got they got a little motivated at that point, but I think you're right. They didn't come into that game carrying the way um, that you would have expected. And I, I agree. Like you can't win the Peach Bowl over Auburn in a game that is technically meaningless and claim a national title, please stop it, go away. And look, to the UC, U, UCF guys that, that we know personally, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Like, we like you as people, but as UCF fans, stop tweeting about it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I do. I don't think I do. I don't really like um, So with that in mind, and by the way, a money line parlay on all four of the underdogs this weekend if you bet $25 on the Panthers, Bills, Falcons, and Titans to win. And look, I don't think they're all going to win, but it's not insane. It would pay out uh, $6,133.25. I may just do that just for you. That ain't happening, though. You're donating to charity on that No, one. it's not. No, it's not. But, I mean, like, all four of those teams could win. Uh, Buffalo's no, not without, without If they have McCoy, no, maybe you could say that, are, but without McCoy, they're not winning. Okay. And the Panthers aren't winning. Well, the, if you subbed in um, the Jaguars for the Bills, it's, it's, you win, uh, it's plus six, six, plus 6,600. So that's still not bad. 1,000, 1,600 bucks if you do that. So you got that going for you. All right, Pete, who are you picking right now? How do you think the playoffs end up? You mentioned that you think Saints and Falcons Saints Falcons play for the Super uh, to go to the Super Bowl and the, and the Saints win win and go to the Super Bowl and in I assume that you will have them playing New England who just beat Pittsburgh New England will beat Pittsburgh correct Jacksonville will beat Buffalo they will go to Pittsburgh it'll be a close game Pittsburgh will win the game uh, Kansas City will go to New England and get stomped and then New England as they always do will beat Pittsburgh and then Pittsburgh will play New Orleans I mean New Orleans will play New England Brady and Breeze the old timers game. And Tommy Brady will hoist another one. Wow. Pete? I mean, Nick? All right. So so I've got one of the same Super Bowl teams that Pete does. Pete, your Super Bowl is Patriots Saints, right? Yes. I've got one of those two teams. This is how I see the playoffs playing out. I like both favorites in the AFC to hold serve. 
that will send Kansas City to New England in the divisional round weekend, and Jacksonville goes to Pittsburgh. Jacksonville will not beat Pittsburgh twice in one year like it did in 2007. Steelers go to the AFC Championship game, and I agree with Pete that the Patriots will beat the Chiefs, setting up a titanic AFC Championship game between Pittsburgh and New England in Foxborough. Except this time, CBS. the Steelers exercise the demons. Ow. Pittsburgh goes into New England and ends the Patriots dynasty. This will be the end of New England's dynasty. I am calling it right now. The Steelers will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. In the NFC, you know I like the Saints. You know I like the Rams. That means the Rams go to Minnesota. I like the Vikings in that spot. I think the Saints will handle the Bulls and the Eagles in Philly. And then I think in a rematch of one of the most underrated playoff games of all time, the 2009 NFC Championship game, the rematch, the Vikings and the Saints. This time it's in Minnesota, but we're going to have the same result. The Saints beat the Vikings. The Saints go on to the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's going to be Ben Roethlisberger riding off into the sunset, a la John Elway, retiring after winning another Super Bowl championship. The Pittsburgh Steelers win the Super Bowl. I like it. Pete, do you think he's crazy? I think he's crazy. No, it's not crazy. But history says he's crazy because Pittsburgh still hasn't learned how to beat him. They haven't learned how to beat him. Well, Until well, you do it, do you can do it, then, then how can you pick him? I'll say this. We all agree. To be fair, to be fair, they kind of did do it earlier this season. They kind of did win that game. To be fair, they did not win that game. And um, to be fair, they had a chance to not let Brady go 80 yards in the final minute to take the lead. Did they? But, but they went right down the field and they scored. And then it got overturned. Like they basically won the game. I know they didn't, but. I think, I think, look, I think, I think that we all agree that the AFC is going to be pretty chalky. Um, Jaguars go to the Steelers, Steelers hold serve, Chiefs go to the Patriots, Patriots hold serve. Epic AFC Championship game on CBS, which you can stream on CBS All Access. Just go to CBSSports.com. I'm sure we'll have a link for it. Um, I like the Patriots in that spot, too. If Antonio Brown is back and playing at 75%, which I don't think is possible with a torn calf muscle, I will give the Steelers a shot. But the, the Patriots won home field advantage, and that they know that they're going to win, and they're going to go to the, the Super Bowl. I think we will see... Mm. Mm. You know what? I'm going to say that we see Patriots Vikings. I think the Minnesota Whoa, I like it. It's the Super Bowl. First team to ever host and play in the same Super Bowl. Um, that will mean, of course, that the Rams, I'll say that the Saints beat the Panthers, the Rams beat the Falcons, chalk holds, and, uh, and then we see the Vikings take care of the Saints. No, oh, sorry, excuse me. No, the, the Vikings will play the Rams, yeah. Saints will beat the Eagles, the Vikings will beat the Rams, and the Vikings will beat the Saints because that defense is unstoppable. But I wouldn't be surprised with New England. New England, New Orleans would be incredible for a Super Bowl um, yeah. in that dome. So, look, let's just not get anything silly like Jaguars-Falcons, okay? We don't need to see that. That would be – we can't handle a week's worth of Pete parading around Minneapolis to strutting, bebopping about the Falcons and the Jaguars. Nobody Why needs would that. I be strutting? Why I don't care who because wins Because those are your two loses. favorite teams that everybody knows. No, those are your two favorite teams. Right, that would be I don't care who wins or loses. It doesn't matter to me as long as I go up there, get the work done, and then get time off. That's what matters to me. Or, or, like or Vic had last week, like you have every week. Like I have every week. All right, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Um, we should do it again sometime. Can I, can, I, can, I throw, can, I, can I throw something out there quickly here? Because we're like, the start of the playoffs here. Do we, are we sleeping? 
and I think I know the answer to this question because I picked the same thing that you guys did. Like, I know, like, it's easy to say, like, the Saints will go into Philly and win or, you know, um, another team, like, any of these teams could go into Philadelphia and win. Atlantic's certainly yes, good. Yes, we're sleeping we, on it. Are we yes. sleeping? Are, are, so, so the potential does exist for Philly to win at least one playoff game, right? Like, we're kind of like, we just kind of gloss over them because of polls. Like, oh, well, Saints will go into Philly and win. Like, even if, like, full stinks, but, like, that team is good and they're going to be playing at home. Like, that's not going to be a pushover game. I think for the Eagles to win a playoff game, they are better served with an upset in a wild card game, whereby either the Falcons or the Panthers, who have worse offensive lines, I think, um, end up end up going there. They, they, they can't play the Rams, right? Like the Rams, if the Rams win, they're going to the Vikings. They go to Minnesota, correct. Yeah, so I mean. Yeah, the, the nightmare scenario is that the favorites hold serve, which means they have to play the New Orleans. Right, and it's way too early to look at weather down there. It's way too early. The Saints have to win first. Um, they need they need some help from the weather, and they need an incredible defensive performance, which we haven't seen out of the Eagles the last few weeks. And they look, Nick Foles is streaky. Um, I mean, didn't Nick Foles and Chip Kelly's team lose to the Saints in a wild card game in uh, in Philadelphia? In Philly, correct? Team? Yeah. Absolutely. After my yeah, so that was but the like, same. But, but here's the thing that I think that we may be glossing over a little bit with Philly, and I'm gonna pick the Saints to beat them if that's the matchup. So I'm not backtracking on that. What's the, what's like, the it's not outside the realm of possibility that like Ajayi and Clement and Blunt and Barner and company, they could just unleash this ground game and play good defense and potentially win one of these games and host the NFC championship game. It's not crazy to think. No, not, it's not crazy at all. I, I don't give Nick Foles much of a chance of beating the Vikings. If those two teams are playing in Philadelphia to go to the Super Bowl. But that's just me. I agree with look, that. I think look, the bottom line is good. it's too easy to pick the chalk and everything. There's going to be um, this is an unpredictable season. We're going to see it in the postseason too. It, I, mean, I just think it's happening. I think we're going to see some upsets. I just do. That, so, that is, and, I think I, I have I have the biggest cojones out of the three of us since I took the Patriots to lose. Well, I, and look, I, I don't even like my picks against. The, I don't even like my my. My wild what are our bet? By the way, we were all picking the games, and then we were all each going to have a best bet. What's your bet. best bet? Chiefs are my best bet. Titans. Mine is uh, Atlanta. Um, wow! So me and Billy Boy going head to head on that game. Head, yeah, it's eight and a half. We're going by the lines we use on this podcast. So the lines at the time that we did this podcast on Thursday around lunchtime. Those are. Just, I mean, that seems fair, right? Like we don't need to wait until. I mean, am I right there? No, I think no, no, no. We we lock in now. That's fine. I don't. Yeah, 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 like, no, 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 no. But I was just gonna say one more. Th- I th- like, I think, I think that we are kind of sleeping on that. What Pete's just talking about because this season we had so many favorites cover, and I think we, I like at least I know that on this at least I get locked into that a little bit. Like, oh man, Chalk's been killing it. These favorites have been rolling. But when you look at this playoff group, the Jaguars, the Titans, the Bills, the Rams. Um, the, the the Vikings, the Eagles is the top two season in the NFC. This is a topsy-turvy season in terms of, and I was reading Pete's power rankings uh, yesterday, and what is like 10, what is like three teams out of your top 10 to start the season are still there? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, the season flipped on itself, and so now you have a lot of teams who either are new to the playoffs or – um, you know, don't just don't have that experience kind of coming back. And there's, a, there's always a little bit of turnover, you know, five teams, four or five teams. Usually this is wholesale turnover and that could create utter chaos in, in the playoffs. I think I think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be uh, far crazier than we think. I, now, having said that, it's hard to sit here and pick against New England. It's hard to sit here and pick against 
Well, I think the NFC is wide open. I think anybody can win in the NFC. I, I wouldn't be surprised by any one of those six teams representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. I think that. I would be shocked by shocked. Shocked by who? Carolina. I mean, I, I, the way Cam's honest, playing, you would be shocked. If Cam, but you know what? It's a it's playoff time. Cam Newton has a chance to elevate his game, and he's done it before, and it's possible. But I'm with you. Of, of the of the six teams in the NFC. Carolina would probably be the one that would surprise me the most. But they also, at times, can rush the passer, and their quarterback has been an MVP, so there's always that possibility. Yeah, I think the thing with Carolina, I mean, like, I'm not trying to suggest that this is the case, but Carolina has a little bit of that Ravens profile to them, kind of limped into the playoffs. Um, Which Ravens? The Ravens that won the Super Bowl. Great. I mean, stop it. The defense yeah, you're, not, you're crazy. Their defense ain't like that. Their defense didn't give up 700 yards passing the last two weeks like Carolina did. I didn't say that the Panthers are. And, 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 that was a Raven, and that was a Ravens team that outplayed the Patriots in the AFC Championship game the previous year and lost because Lee Evans dropped the touchdown and Billy Cundiff missed a short field goal. Like, I, like I, the Panthers I, didn't make the playoffs last season. It's an awful analogy. Uh, all I'm saying is that the Panthers have a big-armed quarterback who can get who is very streaky and has the capability of playing like an MVP and a defense that can be a top five defense in the league when it's playing when it's clicking on all cylinders and they have playoff experience. They went to the Super Bowl two years ago. It's not it's not that crazy. Is uh is is Raheem Moore on the Saints? Uh is on the Saints, maybe. Is is Raheem Moore on the Saints? If Raheem Moore's on the Saints, then maybe they got a shot. I uh, you couldn't see Von Bell just like slipping up and missing a I don't know. I guess it's possible, but I I, I don't think we'll I don't, ever look, I don't think it's like either. But I'm saying they gave up 700 yards passing the last two weeks. They can't. That's not. You can't win a Super Bowl playing that way. You can't. All I'm saying is that it's the just a bad matchup. I think for them in this game against New Orleans. Like if they were, I, I would give the Panthers a better shot to beat the Rams than I would to beat New Orleans. My 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 point is more that the um that the that the Ravens team that we're talking about was not great. Um, they, like, they, they, they were good down the stretch. They played like the Giants and the Bengals. They didn't, they, they didn't give up 700 yards passing. They gave, up, they gave up 773 yards passing in the two games before in weeks 14 and 15. What do you think about that, Pete? What's that? The, the Ravens team that you're talking about. Oh, no, that's total yards. Sorry, not passing yards. Never mind. Carry on. Um, I misread it. I was trying to. No, but, okay. like, but that Ravens team, that Ravens team was really good. Like, I, I picked they them lost four out of five. Game. They lost four out of five. Well, well, and then they fired and then they fired Cam Cameron and Ruben Jim Caldwell and the offense took off. I, I took the Ravens on the money line in every game in that playoff run, and I made a ton of money off Baltimore in that run. Certainly did. Glad you glad you had Joe Flacco. All right, it's freezing up here and I gotta go eat some chili. Um Wait, wait, real, real quick. Can I have this on record here, please? Yeah, sure. That I am calling right now. I'm calling my shot that this this month, January twenty eighteen will mark the official end of the Brady-Belichick dynasty. I'm calling it right now. This is it. Okay. Okay. Great. We'll give you that pat on the back when it happens. Great. That's good. Good Thank job. Um, all right. Nick Costas snuck that one at the last minute. We start this. We start off this segment with reading you talking about Shakespeare and wrestling, and we close with you predicting that the Brady-Belichick dynasty will end. 2018 is really your year, Nick. Thank you for listening to the Pick 6 Podcast. Probably not. Um, Go car shopping. We'll see you guys on Sunday night for a recap. 